0: Hi everyone this is Olga Mack working from home building the future of contracts and today I am with my very good friend Lourdes. Lourdes can you please introduce yourself?
1: Yes yes hi Olga so great to be with you. Um, So my name is Lourdes Slater and I am the CEO of Carta Legal which is a legal operations and management consulting firm. Um, I am a lawyer and a process expert. Um, I have a Lean Six Sigma black belt so my focus really in in my consulting practice, is how to improve processes using technology.
0: So let's talk about technology. Let's talk about digital transformation. Uh, And specifically, what are the foundational blocks? And then maybe we can talk a little bit about how do we actually get there?
1: Right. So I think, and I always start every conversation with this, because I think people jump right away into what technology do we need to um get so that we can operate the the contract management or the document management better and they forget that without really thinking about what your people need specifically you may end up with a product uh, that is chasing a problem as opposed to the other way around so what you really need to do is you need to have the ability to step back from reaching the goal and walk through the entire process of of the goal of digital transformation. And for that, you need to start with your people, you need to figure out what they want um, and how they want it, um, what you're willing to spend. That's really very important. And then you need to work on the process because if you institute any technology initiative without the right process in place, uh, then it's very likely to fail. Um, And and the the third component that I think is probably perhaps the most crucial is you need to have a culture change, right? We lawyers um, have uh, been very reluctant to embrace this digital transformation in the way that other industries have. Um, And I think that has a lot to do with our training or motivation and other factors, but I think we need to uh, address the cultural issues in a particular legal department or law firm, wherever you may be. um, I think cultural issues um, are sometimes global, but oftentimes very individual to the organization. Um, And leadership, I think, plays a key role on making that cultural leap and embracing digital transformation as really the way to go. Um, So I think those are the foundational blocks. Um, But I want to say another thing about leadership because I think this is very, very important. Um, When I talk about culture, I'm talking about changing not only what's encouraged, but also what's accepted, right? So you may be encouraging your team to use, you know, X, Y, and Z system, document management system, whatever technology it is, yet you may be allowing your team to still rely on the old systems and the old way to do things. So a very strong leadership needs to be in place so that you change what's tolerated um, and encourage and motivate what's to come, what's the future.
0: I, I love how you broke it down. So I'm going to actually take a few of those things you know, one by one, because I think they're all very interesting on their own. So let's talk about what people need. And specifically, how do you figure out, it's a, you know, remember that movie, What Do Women Want? What do people need?
1: <laughs> yes, well, I don't think we've figured out what a woman won yet. Um, but what legal departments need and what lawyers need today is to have a very clear understanding that technology is no longer an option, but a necessity. Um, so people need to have a realization that things will change from the traditional ways of doing things. Um, and I say people, you know, from users to management. So so people need to change how they think about things. Um, and I think the pandemic probably has um, allowed a lot of innovation to happen very quickly because necessity is the mother of invention and all of a sudden we needed things you know we needed video conferencing and we needed e-signatures and we needed to figure out a way to improve processes and use collaboration tools um so so that is I think very very essential what you need um has dramatically changed because of the pandemic um but perhaps you know it's going to be a better future because of it
0: Yeah, yeah. What we're observing among our clients is that uh, it's very Uh, bottom-up. Folks are very vocal about their needs because they want to be effective remotely. Uh, They want to collaborate in a way that makes sense. And a lot of the initiatives that we see from our existing clients, from our prospective clients, really just very grassroots. And uh, and it's very refreshing because uh, I, I look forward to kind of more intentional adoption of right processes and technology. Um, The other thing you mentioned was around actually looking at the entire process, kind of having a map uh, and then choose the direction and then accelerate the speed, right? So I really like that entire process orientation. Tell me how you think about it and how you, when you work with the Office of General Counsel, how do you invite the teams to think about that?
1: So we've all heard this concept of um, the legal technology roadmap, right? And what I think about that is that is necessary, and everyone needs a technology roadmap, and that roadmap needs to be prioritized um, to fit your particular needs. So what I what I caution clients about is not going with a list that may be provided to you and say, well, you need all of this, but rather really understand what it is that you need. And in your case, you may have um, a need for a matter management system because your you know DMS is still working okay so so you still have to figure out you may need to up- upgrade your contract management system even though you have one already because you haven't looked at that for you know five years or more and things have progressed so much and there's so much more that these systems can do so and and contract is like the um, the lifeline of any organization so you may need to focus on that first even though um, different departments or different people within your organization may be um, uh, arguing for one particular technology. So so the roadmap is a great idea. Um, it has to be prioritized based on your particular needs um, and to come up with those needs and that priority you do need um, what in Lean Six Sigma we call um, a Kaizen event or a team approach which you actually can get a lot out of because you get into a room for um, three, five days, the the decision makers and the users and uh, a cross-functional team that is able to address all of these issues and have those sort of uh, territorial budget um, arguments collectively and decide what's best for the organization or the department right then and there. So that's how I approach that legal roadmap and that process. And after that, each each own initiative, you know, I, I, you have to divide that in many projects. So each own initiative gets its own treatment of, you know, what process do you have now? Um, what are the types of waste in that process? And how can we fix it? And then we bring the technology on top of uh, you know, your team agreement on how it is that we're going to proceed, the priority. I like the way you think holistically.
0: You also mentioned my favorite C word, which is contract. So I'm <laughs> gonna ask you a follow-up question. I'm sorry, I had no intention. I'm sorry, not sorry. Um, so you mentioned there's a lot of innovation and you also mentioned uh, in contracts and that, um, you know, you really need to kind of evaluate your needs. Um, how do you think about sort of what has been exciting in contract innovation Um, And it is, as you said, the lifeline of the organization. I completely agree with you on that. And how do you invite the Office of General Counsel to think proactively, intentionally about their contract?
1: Um, Inviting people to think about technology really requires a lot of coaching and leadership and things that have nothing to do with technology, but that are more... um, big picture. So in inviting change really invites um, a new way of thinking and, and, and the, the why we need to have a new way of thinking, um, which for us lawyers include a lot of um, training on the ethics and the professional duties and responsibilities of lawyers, right? Um, so that that's one thing. Um, once you have um, the, the client sort of understanding why, you know, particular Innovation is needed um, let 's pick, for example, contracts. Um, you, you may get um, the answer well, we have one um, it hasn 't really been adopted properly um, it, uh, people don 't like it you know you 've heard all of the excuses right, and you know since we have one already we 're not going to buy another one and you know because we 're going to have the same experience. So what you do then is you have to either figure out what whether the system has even been upgraded in the last five years. Sometimes it hasn't. And then you also have to figure out you know how much money they're spending on that and what the options are. So you can present a, a plan or, or options to the client. Um, there has been a lot of new exciting technology and innovation, including AI changes to automation, digitization, um, and also sort of like integration with other systems. I think integration is a huge thing that um, must be included in, 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 in how you view contracts in your organization. Educating clients on what else is out there, um, how much it costs, and, you know, they're different products, right? They're products that um, are better suited for the enterprise level, if that's what you're looking for, and they're products that are, um, you know, more niche or compact that are, um, great for small de- legal departments or medium sized legal departments that want to keep the contract management within legal alone. Um, so again, these are types of conversations that you have to have with your individual clients all the time to figure out what is best for them. Um, but I think that you know changing how you view innovation um, it is certainly n- necessary because what leaders and management know, is that 70 to 80% of all innovation initiatives fail. At least uh, they do not succeed to the extent that they can succeed. So they're very hesitant to even nowadays, especially nowadays, to spend even more money on innovation. So what you have to do is really explain why those initiatives may not have succeeded in the process, which include, you know, the people process we discuss um, and sort of, show the improvements in technology because in technology keeps growing and improving exponentially. Um, and that's something that legal departments and law firms really need to understand what was a, a, a great idea and a new product 10 years ago, um, f- even five years ago is now so much better. Sometimes within the same company, sometimes, you know, that company has an innovated. um, themselves, and and you have to go with with another company. But there's a lot of uh, due diligence and a lot of uh, discussion that needs to happen to figure out what's best for your department. I was talking last night with a friend of mine, um, who is the CEO of a fashion industry company. Um, And he's talking about getting, you know, that he's going to have a long night because uh, the the lawyers just made changes to the contract and he is going to have a hard time figuring out what they changed. And he has these different versions. And I asked, you're not using like a contract management system where this could be done sort of simultaneously. And they're like, no, we're using Word documents back and forth. And this is a big New York law firm handling this case, right? Um, And the client is, doesn't have a huge legal department, so they're not sophisticated enough to know that these technologies even exist. But it's baffling to me that you still have clients looking at word versions of documents and you know, trying to compare them you know, late at night, spending hours, and it, that's prone to be full of errors.
0: Yeah, we, we find that law firms um, are yet to discover fully the... Um, the beauty of various contract technologies out there, and there's many options in that buffet. Somehow they're, they're, um, they're not as active. There are some exceptions to that. I would say what we see is a lot of innovation in-house where there is a very strong leader uh, who is taking it in her capable hands and showing the way. Um, right. So that somehow doesn't surprise me. I also completely agree with you that integration data and automation are sort of key drivers and and those kind of a value to the uh, to in-house departments, and they very much uh, embrace it before COVID, during COVID. I think this will continue. Um, I want to talk a little bit about culture. You know, it's my, my other favorite C word. You talk about kind of the presence of a strong leader, and you know what we accept slash tolerate versus what we require, and 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 the ambiguity there. Uh, but what factors have you seen? Affect in the culture, um, the kind of the strong adoption of new processes and technologies, and modernization of legal department that you think correlate with success.
1: Well, I guess I'll give you a perfect example. Right, a few years ago, um, I was uh, advising uh, a client on a document management system, and the. There was a lot of resistance, um, and and my reason why um, I really wanted them to change is because they were spending too much money, Uh, customer service was not great, Uh, there were better products out there at a better price, but um, they had a lot of data already in this document management system, it had already been coded, Uh, they were in the middle of the case, Uh, so... The the partner in charge or my client basically said this is not going to work. Um, But I really, you know, we really need to save all that money because we need the money for other things. Um, But if you get this wrong, you're fired. Like you know, and I'm like, okay, deal. However, what I need from you um, is I need you to the weekend where the transfer is happening to stay with me and the vendor. And to learn how to use the system so that on Monday morning, we present this to the entire team and you show them how to do it. So he spent Saturday and Sunday for eight hours learning a new system, learning how it works, figuring out why it was better. Um, We presented together on Monday morning, this beautiful new platform, um, explained how nothing had been lost in the process and how much it was going to... Um, benefit them in the long term. And that was the end of it. So all of the prior weeks of attorneys complaining, we should not do this, this is crazy. Um, I was able by virtue of having a strong leader to change management. You need people like that. You need people to really be with you. You need to have that advocate that will not only help you through it, but also then tell other people about what innovation can do for you. Um, So I think culture change is is huge, and we did not do, and I don't typically recommend, there's um, a lot of clients and leaders and managers, uh, the first thing that they say is like, well, we can try it, um, but some people are going to keep their old system, so we need to have both, and that is the kiss of death right? When you, when you are bringing new innovation and you really want to transform the way to do things for the better and increase efficiencies, you cannot leave the crutch in the office because uh, at least 60% of the people will go back to the crutch and will not embrace new technology because embracing anything new requires executive function, requires you to spend time thinking and learning how to Um, adopt and learn a new system. So people are reluctant to do this. um, And if you have the option of going back to your stack of papers, then that's what you'll do. I mean, how many times you've heard, um, just print all of that and put it in my office, I'll review it. And at some point, um, you know, to my credit, years ago, I said, no, we're not doing that anymore. But giving people options, really just keeps them behind. I mean, it's just, you go back to the way that you were trained unless you're really forced to change. Now, a lot of people say that's really aggressive. Um, I prefer using the carrot, right? Like motivating innovation, having like a grassroots sort of like, you know, this is really working. Let's show the rest of the team how this project has helped us, um, uh, rewarding monetarily or even by giving innovation awards. Uh, those people that are trying to make change within your company, I think, are great approaches, probably a lot better than, you know, using the stick. Uh, but there's a place for everything and there's a time for everything. And um, when you're spending a lot of money implementing a new system and leaving the old system still functioning clunkily in the back, it's, it's not going to be the ideal
0: yeah, we find uh, different people give me different things. Um, there's, you know, there's, um, you know, people respond to all kinds of things. So, but yeah, strong leadership. I I like the commitment from the top. You know, when you have a fearless leader spending his or her weekend for eight hours a day and show the commitment, uh, it really makes a big difference. Uh, we uh, we interviewed many folks, and we found that. When they see their managers, their GC use the system, people will show up. It's like, it's like an, a venue, right? Where GC shows up, where the leaders of the department show up, everybody will be there. And technology and platforms and processes are those kind of digital venues. Um, and if, if they are encouraged and supported and patronized by, by the leaders, everybody else will be there. Um, so really great observations. Let's talk about structure and legal department because that's something I deeply care about. You know, I build legal departments. I um, and I thought about what is an optimal way to do it. How do I, I optimize it for innovation? Uh, how do we modernize with the product we're building of our clients? So what what are my choices if I were to build a, a legal department from scratch? Kind of how do you think about it? what are the models? And, and what are the choices?
1: You and I probably uh, have very similar views on, on how we do this. Um, I think that a strong legal department needs to have a strong legal team and a strong legal operations team. Um, I think legal operations is uh, necessary to really have the legal department of the future. I think legal operations is a very um, interesting space right now. And it can be filled with the right people or the wrong people. So hiring the right team to be your legal ops team is key. Um, you can either hire from outside or upskill from within. Uh, so I think those are very important uh, things to think about. But I think um, the legal department of the future, and um, you know there are many theories of it, uh, has to be more than the traditional T, um, and it has to be. Include, it has to include all different kinds of um, skills and ability um, and collaboration. So you need to have um, an innovation team, or you need to have people focused on innovation. You need to have people focused on data governance. Um, you need to have people focused on security. Um, you need to have people focused on that um, legal technology roadmap and priorities. You absolutely need project management. And you absolutely need process improvement experts um, you know a lot of people tell me when I start talking about you know you know you need compliance you need privacy you need cyber security you need uh, legal um, uh, innovation um, you need uh, process experts that this is just a unicorn and this will never happen right and and that is what I always stress and I think I've heard you and others talk about collaboration because you don't have to do this alone right there's so many people out there um, that are in this space in a way that um, a GC or uh, he's and her lawyers cannot be because they have you know traditional legal work to do so you have to let go know what you know know what you don't know upskill from within, yes, hire the right people, yes, and collaborate with the experts out there and with the uh, tech solution providers. I mean, there are so many people that have had such great success stories with um, their consultants and their vendors, technology vendors, because they have approached those vendors um, as partners, not as sellers of a piece of technology that you put in the shelf. Um, And I think we have to think about the the ecosystem as working together um, kind of at the same level. These are not, you know, I remember when I started uh, practicing law, there was like the lawyers and then there were like the uh, paralegals. There wasn't even lit support back then. Uh, and there were like the vendors. Oh my God, we have to talk to them. But But that has changed dramatically because without the, knowledge that all of these people have and bringing that to the table, um, we are completely lost. And there is a lot of, um, there are a lot of options out there, right? What $1.3 billion invested in legal tech last year, an 800% growth the prior year. Um, the, the legal uh, technology market, the software market is valued at something ridiculous like fifteen billion uh, so there's there's a lot of um, options in the market once you do the, your due diligence and you select your few people uh, the RFP process has to be very um, a very personal one and you have to ask not only what you want but you have to ask the vendor to tell you their stories you know i I, I always like to Basically, say if you, you know, have you seen, have you seen what what we want to do done by anyone, and how did they do it? So, so find out from others what they have seen, what has succeeded, what has failed, why things haven't failed with this particular technology, so that you can take that into account when you do your own thing. So it's um, selecting a vendor or going through an RFP process is not a to me, it's not a one-sided thing. It has to be, um, you can't just tell them what you want. You have to tell them, this is how I want it to be. Can you tell me how what I want could be better? I'm
0: with you. Just, first of all, all the, the list of you mentioned, innovation, data, security, roadmap, project management, those are not necessarily the skills that many lawyers have. And so admitting it and being at peace with that is sort of the first step. And then really inviting people into your department who can bring those skills, who may not be lawyers, but nonetheless have very valuable insights. Um, you know, and you know, I, I do think that legal departments should have a fairly large percentage of, of uh, professionals who may not have gone to law school, who may not have sat through the bar exam, But they may be experts in data, in security, in project management, you name it. And they absolutely have a lot to add to your table um, and and should be invited and should be equal participants and co-creators. You know, I remember when the conferences were still happening right before COVID. I attended a couple of legal tech conferences. And it was really baffling to me that the lawyers go to the left to be educated and the vendors go to the right to exhibit. And those two worlds are separate in one legal tech conference because there is still this a little bit of fear and a little bit of tendency of protecting the in-house lawyers from the vendors. And it always baffled me. And most of my career, I've been in-house lawyer, I've been in the general counsel. And it always baffled me because, you know, if you truly can collaborate with your vendors, with your technology producer, you can be a true co-creator. Uh, we definitely see it times and times again with our clients, especially because we, we, you know, we, we, we mold our product uh, with the feedback of clients, and so we learn from them, they learn from us, and this, this world where in-house lawyers go to the left, and then really? there's go to the right, that has to change. <laughs> that absolutely has to change, and the Office of General Counsel should stop tolerating this segregation. And, and really, up, you know, reinventing the wheel every time you are thinking about modernizing your department. Uh, Lourdes, I, I can talk to you all day. I, learn, I always learn so much. I, I like the way you think. I, I like the, the way you approach and, and um, the way you change the future of law one department at a time. Thank you for all the hard work you're doing. And, and thank you for having this conversation with me.